So I really want to start to abolish this whole concept of asking someone what they do. And before we start to ask people what they do, let's start to understand who they are. And that starts with us. It starts with us starting to make those changes in the way we interact with other people and starting to get to know ourselves and our soul. And only then can we start to see and recognize that in other people. I'm Navneet Mann, lawyer turned online entrepreneur. I help unfulfilled professionals start an online business that makes an impact so they can finally leave their draining careers and have ultimate freedom, control, and fulfillment in their lives. Using the power of self-discovery, subconscious science, and business strategy, I will help you transition out of your unfulfilling career and into a freedom-based business that you love. This is the Aligned Freedom Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Freedom Podcast. This is part two of the Getting Aligned series. So if you didn't hear part one, I'm going to ask you to pause right now and go back to the previous episode. Part one was last week where we were talking about the wake up call. This episode just isn't going to make as much sense without the context of part one. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But if you have, then welcome back. We are kicking off part two today. Part two is called The Identity Death. This is the second part of a three-series podcast and a cycle that we go through when we are getting aligned with who we are and who we're meant to be. So just to give you a recap, we are talking about aligned freedom. What is true alignment? And the way I see it, true alignment is at three different levels. So we have our spiritual alignment, which is all things energy. It is all the invisible work that is inside of us. It is the stuff that we don't see, but we feel and know is there. So that is level they're not in order, but that is one of the levels of alignment. Next is internal alignment. Internal alignment is more to do with our mind, with our beliefs, with our passions, all of the stuff inside of us. This includes our subconscious beliefs and what we believe to be true in this world, our values, all of the stuff that's going on in our minds, in our brains that has made us who we are, getting internally aligned with all of that. And number three is external alignment. This is our environment. This is our behavior. This is our daily activities. This is what we see in our lives, how our internal and our external lives mesh together. So we are talking about getting aligned in all three of these stages, three levels of alignment, and they all involve a similar cycle that we must go through. Of course, when you want to get specific and you want to do spiritual alignment, you may go to healers or shamans or people who are versed in this work to do some of that inner healing work and the alignment work, maybe some chakra alignments. When you want to do internal alignment work, you may be seeing coaches or therapists or 
experts when it comes to internal subconscious programming. And external alignment is essentially going to be the fruits of your labor. When we are aligned internally and spiritually, the external world will start to shift. But external alignment comes with you taking action in your day-to-day activities to create the life that you want, whether that means moving on from a job that's not aligned with you, whether that means starting to work out more, move your body in order to feel better physically, right? So it's important that we have that context and we know that alignment happens on so many different levels. And what I'm talking about in this series is a cycle of alignment that you will go through mostly for the internal work. As you are starting to understand that your life might not be a reflection of how you feel or how you want to feel and what you actually want in your world. So in part one of this series, we talked about the wake up call. That's when life is trying to get your attention because you may have veered off of track. That's when you start to get this inkling that something is not right and your higher self, your soul, spirit starts to send you all of these messages trying to get your attention and saying something is wrong, we need to change, okay? And that is your wake-up call. It sometimes comes in a series of nudges. It may happen over a series of weeks or months or years, or it'll come all at once as a huge boulder that's hitting you upside the head, getting your attention and saying something needs to change. So go and listen to that if you haven't already. Today's topic is a little bit more intense and a little bit more uncomfortable of the three steps. It's probably the most uncomfortable of the three steps of alignment. Today, we are talking about the identity death. Now, when I came up with this system and it kind of all came to me, the first thing I remember thinking is, ooh, the word death sounds so intense. It sounds so dark. Do I really want to associate my system with this word? And the truth is I had some negative connotations about the word death. I was making it mean something that it didn't need to mean because I was listening to all of these outside um, remarks and what people have to say about negative um, language and all of that. But death is actually not a negative thing whatsoever. Death implies the ending of one stage and the beginning of another. It is something that is so concrete that you are putting a whole concept or being to rest and it is done. It is finished. It's that concrete. And that's why identity death is the most appropriate way to put this. It symbolizes letting go and becoming new. So to fully understand the importance of identity death, right? The second stage of our alignment cycle, we must first understand what I mean by identity. What is identity? What is your identity? Identity is essentially the mask that we wear in this world. We wear so many masks throughout our lifetime and sometimes even simultaneously at any stage of our life. 
These masks are the characteristics we adopt. They are the behaviors we start to exhibit. They are the beliefs that we hold. They're the personalities that we have created. These are all our identities in different parts of our life. And it's basically who we believe we are in the moment. And most people don't question this. Most people don't stop and wonder, is this really me? Is this really true? Am I happy being this identity? What would I change? What would I consider? If I can do anything, be anything, who would that be? We don't think about these things because we think of identity as being fixed, which it is not. Identity is actually fluid. And I think that is one of the most liberating realizations that you can have is your identity can be fluid. You can be what you need and want to be in, at any given time. And there are so many different identities we hold in this lifetime, right? The wife, the daughter, the mother, the sister, the friend, the lawyer, all of these different masks that we wear in order to satisfy a certain part of ourselves and how we interact with the world. And within all of this, we've basically decided how and who we're expected to be. And then we take on this role in this identity and go and play out that role right? That's essentially what we're doing. It's like we are all actors and the world is our stage and we put on this mask and then we go and perform the way we think we're expected to perform. So in your profession, you're expected to perform a certain way. You're expected to show up a certain way. So you do that, right? And all of these expectations are what others have placed on us, what the rules have dictated, what society has told us we're supposed to do. And if we follow the rules to a T, we will be rewarded. And if we follow the rules to a T, nobody can get angry with us. We're being good right? We're getting that pat on the back from society. But we never stop to think, is this the role I want to play? Just because I was casted for this role doesn't mean it needs to be my role forever. So the identity we exhibit isn't always a representation of who we are on the inside, right? We're just starting to discover that with this wake-up call. We're starting to understand that there's something bigger, something different that's inside of us that wants to come out and be displayed and be experienced. So we need to start to pay more attention to the complexities that are inside of us and who we are, because at a deeper level, we are complex beings. We are multi-passionate beings. We have so many different layers. It is so vast, and I don't think we could even begin to understand all of the parts of ourselves. But what we can begin to do is start to exhibit different parts of ourselves that feel good that feel aligned. So we start breaking free of the roles, of the boxes, of the rules that have been placed on us. So in our society, we function with this one concept of the identity, right? We decide that we need to understand somebody else's identity so we can learn how to place that person, so we can learn how to interact with that person. We want to put people in boxes so we can be more comfortable communicating with them. So think about when you, when you meet somebody new, whether you're at a party or a networking event or you've just been introduced to somebody. Without fail, one of the first questions that comes up 
in these interactions is, oh, so what do you do? What do you do? What does that even mean? Like right away, we want to understand what somebody does for a living so we can, because that informs something about them to us. It tells us, okay, well, you are an educated person. You're a professional. You're affluent. You are wealthy. Um, or you're none of those things. Therefore, I get to decide how I will treat you and talk to you and interact with you. And it also somehow shows us where we land with that person, right? If like, if there is this spectrum of affluence and status, societal status, money, wealth, all of that, okay, where do I stand? Is this person a multi-million billion dollar CEO? Is this person a brain surgeon? Is this person a car mechanic? How can I start to understand where I stand with this person? Because that is going to start to inform how I interact with them. That's what we have created when it comes to this question, right? What do you do? So I really want to start to abolish this whole concept of asking someone what they do. And before we start to ask people what they do, let's start to understand who they are. And that starts with us. It starts with us starting to make those changes in the way we interact with other people and starting to get to know ourselves and our soul. And only then can we start to see and recognize that in other people. Because asking somebody what they do is not necessarily a way to get to know them. It is really just asking them to put that mask on and saying, okay, what identity are you going to wear in front of me? Because that's how I want you to behave for the rest of this evening. So what society has done has basically told us that what we do in this world to make money is our identity, that this is the place where we must operate from. And this is the place that gives us social value. And that's just not true. Because in order to align with who we really are, we have to be willing to let go of all of this facade. We have to be willing to let go of the identities that have built up our characters. And that is where this identity death comes in, is really taking a hard look at what parts of who I've become and who I portray to the world are not me. What parts of this identity do not feel aligned with who I am, do not represent my values, do not represent my true beliefs? What parts am I pretending to be or hold on to in order to be accepted by others? What parts am I holding back of myself because I'm so afraid I'll be judged or I'll be seen as some sort of looney tune for having these different types of beliefs than others, right? So this is the work. And that's why I say this is the most uncomfortable step of them all, because it really requires deep levels of shedding. And it goes beyond us doing the work on our own. It goes beyond those closed doors where you may sit and do your meditations and do your journaling in safe spaces. When we go through an identity death, other people see it too. The world sees it. We change who we are which means those interactions with other people change, which means wherever they placed us on their social status spectrum will also change. And we have to be okay with that because none of that really matters. Those are all facades. What matters is who you are and your ability to own that 
and to express it and to be it in this world. That is the way you can honor your soul, your higher self, your calling in this lifetime is to be all of you and to choose all of you and to share that with the world. So for me, when I was going through this awakening process, and I think at some level, we always are awakening. But as I was going through this, really the catalyst was about 2020 when I started to question so much of what I was doing. I had had those wake-up calls. I had had those nudges. I was starting to do the alignment work and, you know, meditate and connect deeper with myself. But 2020 kind of expedited that prior to um, the pandemic and all of that. I was starting to wonder what my place on this earth really is, what I'm doing here, why I'm here, why my life is just about waking up, stressing about work, going through the day, wishing I was somewhere else, collecting a paycheck, being tired at the end of the day, not really being in, able to interact with people in my life, not being able to honor who I am, just so I can do it again tomorrow and do it again tomorrow. And so quickly, the days were turning into weeks, and the weeks were turning into months, and the months were turning into years that it was freaking the crap out of me. That's not how I wanted to live. That's not why I was here. So I was really questioning this. Like, what is my place? Why am I here? What is the point of all of this? And those profound questions led to a lot of curiosity. And in that process, I started to explore deeper parts of myself. I started to honor that. I had done the work. I had understood, you know, my values and subconscious beliefs that were blocking me. I had understood that I'm not here just to have this nine to five life and blindly go through the world without, without having deeper purpose. I understood that, but I didn't really know it to my core. I wasn't practicing it. So in this timeline, I started to question more I started to look at myself and see at what places I was misaligned, where I was basically faking it and wearing this mask. And the more I learned, the more uncomfortable I got in all of that process. The more I couldn't unsee those things and I could no longer live with myself being this person who I knew I was no longer, a person who I no longer resonated with, a person who didn't reflect my internal self. So as that inner alignment started to happen for me, I started to see all of the external stuff that was misaligned. And that's when I decided it was time for me to move on from this identity as Nav the lawyer. That was really tough. The death of lawyer Nav was really, really tough because this was a persona I had created for myself. It was something I wanted since I was a child. It was something that made me and my family so proud. But it was also something that felt so uncomfortable and foreign to me. It's not something I was happy doing, at least not in the, the places where I was, at least not in the ways I had practiced. So I knew that it wasn't for me. But actually having the courage 
to step up and admit that out loud, to have those conversations with my loved ones, to make these decisions and walk away. Ooh, that was tough. It is not an easy thing to do. And it does take a lot of bravery. And it does take a deeper sense of love for yourself. And it takes a deep, deep, deep sense of trust in yourself. You need to know that you're going to be okay because it will feel dysregulating to your nervous system. But I had to be willing to let go of that and to step into the unknown and completely say goodbye and close that door to that identity as it was back then, right? So 2021 was when I left law and that really felt ceremonious. It really did feel like this identity death. It felt like, okay, I'm no longer her. And it gave me this freedom to express and be who I was, to dress how I wanted, to act how I wanted, to speak how I wanted, to express myself how I wanted. Before that, I was afraid to speak my mind online because I was afraid somebody from a firm is going to see me. I was afraid to show up a certain way because that's not what a lawyer would say or do. Letting go of that was so liberating. And that's why I say death is such a positive thing. It is saying goodbye so you can see what's next. It is so concrete that it is gone forever, but you get to bring pieces that served you, that were so beautiful, the lessons, and start fresh, start new. It's a beginning. And that's what it was for me. It was a beginning. I had to be willing to let go of the weight that was holding me back and holding me down in order to flourish, in order to fly. And that is the work, my friends. That is the deep, uncomfortable work when it comes to alignment. It is so easy to throw these words around and to say, I'm aligned because I did some meditations and I did some journaling and affirmations and that feels great. And now I'm at this new level of myself. But unless you are willing to let go of your identities that you have created based on BS rules and beliefs and norms, you're not actually getting aligned. You're not allowing yourself to fully be who you're meant to be. You're still holding on tight to those identities because you don't know who you are without them. So when we actually remove those masks and burn them is when we start to see the possibilities and what else is out there for us. You can have absolutely no idea how beautiful things could be on the other side unless you're willing to fully close this chapter. And I think that's what really makes true alignment on every level difficult for most of us because we are so conditioned to believe that we need this security of the past. But if we don't challenge those beliefs, if we don't challenge why we are the way we are, we're not allowing ourselves to grow. And growth is an inevitable part of being human. Growth is a part of why your soul chose to be here so it can grow and evolve. But if we're going to stay stuck in these silos of old identities, outdated identities, we are blocking ourselves from growth. 
So letting go of an identity that almost feels like home, something that you've made so comfortable, can be really shocking to the system. So it does require a level of faith. It requires a deep sense of knowing that you're going to be safe and you're going to be okay because you're bringing all of the lessons and the growth with you to this new stage. It also requires a sense of trust in yourself to know that your higher self and your soul will never direct you in the wrong way. That if you're letting go of one thing, there's something more beautiful coming for you. We've become so married to the people we are that we don't know who we are without these titles and identities. So I encourage you to start looking at your life and where you have these different identities of the, of the professional and what's expected of you there, right? Of the wife, of the mother, of the friend. Because what's going to happen, like I said earlier, is that other people will start to recognize when you burn down these identities. And that sometimes comes with releasing of connections with those identities. There will be people who no longer recognize you or resonate with you. There are plenty of people that are no longer in my life since I left law. Because the thing that we had in common, the connection we had was the fact that we were lawyers or they valued me being a lawyer. And we no longer have that. And for some people, it may seem very extreme, the decisions I've made and the changes I've made in my life and who I've become and the things I talk about and what my beliefs are. And they may no longer resonate with that and I have to be okay with it. There are people who I was friends with for a long time who we no longer resonate and connect with one another on that level because we're growing in different ways. And you need to expect that and you need to accept it because it will change things in your life. It'll change the way you show up. It'll change how you want to have conversations. You may even find certain disconnections on a day-to-day. -day. You may start to see that the more you change and grow and let go of what's no longer you, that the people who you used to connect with, even though they haven't changed, you no longer connect with them. You start to really notice people who are not willing to grow and change. And you may not want to spend your time and energy with them anymore. These things will happen. But then you will also meet people on this path that really connect with the new you, with this new identity, with your truth, with who you are, who will bring you to higher places. You'll grow together. And those are your people. That's your tribe. Those are also the people doing the work. Those are the people releasing these identities. Those are the people who are who want better, who want more, who are on this journey of growth and service and purpose. And those people you're going to connect with immediately. It's going to be like magnets. There are people in my life that I only met a couple of years ago through doing this work who have become some of my best friends, who I know are like my soul sisters. And that's what you can expect to what's next is starting to align with yourself is going to magnetize you to people that are doing the same work. And that's going to accelerate your growth. It's going to make you so much happier, so much more grounded, so much more at peace.
There is so much available on the other side of this resistance. So join me in understanding the identities that are no longer aligned and understanding what parts you need to start to let go of. Have a ceremonial identity death. I've done so much of this work. I have written notes to myself, to my old self. I've written thank you notes to my identities. I have, I've written all of the things, you know, and like those thank you notes I will save. Um, I have written all of these things that no longer aligned with me from my old identities. And I have burnt them ceremoniously to say goodbye to the old me, to my old beliefs that no longer align. There's so many things that we can do to put an end to that chapter. And that is why it is an identity death, because it is the end. But with every end comes a beautiful new beginning, my friends. And that is where you're headed through this alignment journey with me. So if this is something you are working on, I really want you to take the time to understand more of it. It's not something I want you to do just willy-nilly. If you need support, reach out to me, DM me and say, hey, I'm working on this identity death piece. Let's talk about it. Let's understand what more there is deeper inside, what parts you need to let go of. I will support you on that journey. Reach out to a friend or somebody who's doing this work. Pick up a book listen to a podcast. There's so many different resources available for you, but don't be alone in this. You don't have to be. As always, I'm here for you. DM me. I love talking about this stuff. This is like my world, my life, and I get it. I understand when we're making really, really big changes. But when you're aligned with your higher self, with your true self, you will see so much happiness and bliss in your life and it's going to be so worth all of this discomfort i promise you thank you so much for tuning in to part two of getting aligned i'll be back next week with the third and final part of this cycle and journey so stay tuned for another episode next week reach out to me if you're doing this work and you want to chat about it I appreciate each of you so much for holding this space and allowing me to do the work that I love. If this resonates with you, please, please send this episode and the series to a friend that you think it can help. I want to be able to spread this message of alignment to as many people across the world as possible because I really think alignment makes us all happier and can have such a deep ripple effect to the happiness in this world. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week. Bye.